All right, so what I was saying was, mm-hmm. is that Twitter's actually been very good. Oh, are we recording? We're recording. Okay. And uh, this is what you call a soft open. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I Twitter, because like Twitter, we were talking earlier on before the show tonight with uh, the gang of Kill the Monster uh, about like distractions, like how Facebook has been like distraction for people to get stuff done and they're kind of mm-hmm. logging out of it to a certain degree. And, and uh, Rory and the group was saying like Twitter was the same for him. He just finds it's a time suck. When you say I, logging out, they're like legit like off of it or they're just like not to, going on it as much? To a certain degree, like uh, another friend was uh, saying that like, you know, he kind of unfollowed everybody okay. so that his timeline is empty. Oh. Apart from like venues or whatever that he's trying to book things in. Who said that? Uh, I don't want to name them out. No, I don't want to name them out. Because like they may not want people oh, to know this. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> I don't know even why I care. <laughs> I'll tell you Who after. Who is it? Just mouth it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're just like, I'm just going to use it as a business thing. So I'm just going to like have, you know, places that I book shows in or whatever, like open. Um, and, and, and Rory. Wait, so that's what you're going to do? You're going to unfollow everyone? No, no. But I was saying like, yes, like it was, it is a time suck and a, this distraction. Yeah, totally. Big time. But like, I genuinely got a bunch of work done this week because of Twitter. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have, like I basically throw it out there like, Hey, I needed a colorist to color this cover for me. Um, it's like a, a an urgent job. Straight away, like someone said, like yeah, I'll do that. And I actually had a couple of people I had to turn down. It shows that you have a great like group of supportive friends slash colleagues around as well. But it's also as well as that like there, it de- depending on what you do, Twitter can be great or it can be shit. Mm-hmm. And even it can be great and shit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we were talking before about how I have a, a bunch of friends in in comics who are getting abuse. On Twitter to a very Jesus. shitty degree. And that's that's absolutely horrifying. Um, and then there's you know at the same time, you know I've I've had a very good Twitter week where I've been able to get work done because the community there and it, and it did feel very much like a community this week. Like it felt like a comic book community, um, of yeah. people looking to 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 do work and and to work with each other, uh, cause like you know some were done for favors and some were done for money. Like you know it was. It was a, a it was a real network, um, but yeah. So it was. I, I kind of had a real like sad moment during the week. I was like, "Yeah, I'm really happy with the comics community." And then I was reminded about how shitty it could be by like all of the abuse that's there as well for no fucking reason. Yeah. Well, I would say your comics community, like the people that you work with and know, it's a lovely little community. Because these are all the people who reach out to you are your you know colleagues pretty much yeah but a lot of them a lot of them are mere acquaintances at best yeah some of them i haven't even met in person um like the letterer for like shipwrecked i've still never spoken to i don't know what his voice sounds like (laughs) yeah we've never met in person but like we've worked for over a year now yeah um and also like you know uh i was i was thinking about this too is that uh the women of the community are a lot better than the guys yeah, because you were just saying everyone who kind of rushed to help you, you name it a bunch of girls, and I was like, oh, well, lovely ladies of comics. There, there was a, there was a guy too. Like they, uh. they, David actually colored it. Yeah, so it was a guy who. Colored, oh, really? Who colored okay. It, yeah. Um, but I think I think what I mean by that is just like the community part of it is done better by the women than mm-hmm. it is by the guys. I would say, without making gross uh, James Damore kind of generalizations, I would say that women, I mean, do tend to be yeah. a little bit better at that sometimes. 
Well, like I remember, I can't remember where I read this. Uh, so this is gonna sound like a lot of bollocks coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I remember reading an article about like where you know the gender differences kind of you know come from, and like you know like how it's bred from like social needs over the years of like mm-hmm. you know men, women being required to do this more than yeah, guys being required right. to do something, and so therefore getting better at it, and those skills being passed down. But I remember them saying, uh, reading the thing saying like even as back as far as like you know caveman days that women's social skills always had to be more important. Yeah. Because that's how the tribe, the town, the community, like, that's what was required for raising kids and for getting food mm-hmm. and for, you know, doing the things that it takes required to survive. Yeah, because generally the women would have been, like, holding it down in the cave. They would have been, like, keeping the cave cool. But they also the would... Were, were off hunting. Well, but there is... Or fighting. There is... Uh, Just killing of some kind. Killing of some kind. Well, I think I think the guys were asked to do defense and, yeah, hunting. But I think, yeah. you know, the gathering was also, like, important yeah. to us, too. And I think I would imagine, and this is, again, a gross generalization, I would imagine the gathering was done by women more than the guys, too. Yeah, I think so. I think that's generally the standard. Back to Facebook for a second. Like, I've went through periods where I was not on Facebook. Like, I went through periods where I made it whatever you can do. Oh, I deactivated it for a while. Um, But I feel like I couldn't do that now just because I have so many people who are far... It's, like, an easy way to keep in very light touch with people, you know? Like, and so I You have a general idea about what they're doing. Yeah, and you can, like... you know, comment and like every now and then, but it's like very non-time intensive. So like yeah. I find Facebook so valuable for that right now that I don't think I could get rid of it. Also, twice in my life, I was just talking about this to a student the other day, I have lost my wallet. And the, so I've lost my wallet twice in my life. And both of those times, people went through my wallet, found my ID, found my name on Facebook and returned it to me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah. That's clever. Um, yeah. It's like... It is. It's one of those things where because it's so superfluous now, it's just fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. It can seem like oh, this fucking thing, but it's so it's easy to forget that there are advantages to having it. Hell yeah! I I wanted to delete my Facebook on a number of occasions, but it does seem to be something that, especially when it comes to the improv side of things, is I I can't live without it. Yeah. Because so many, like, you know, events and messaging and stuff like that, like, a lot of it is caught up. Yeah, there's a part of me that's even, like, because we're we're, um, organizing, because I'm going to play in October, and we're organizing a... organizing a fundraising event for it for October 1st and like just today in rehearsal we were like oh yeah like well, where's the Facebook event where's the Facebook event like as if like how how did anyone uh, promote an event or even have an event before Facebook like and I'm genuinely curious like like posters posters yeah. and like well, would you just call everyone you wanted to be there like I'm serious like I'm seriously like wow yeah. amazing you just called people to invite <laughs> them no seriously like it's an event though. like an improv show or like a lip sync where it's like I'm not thinking about oh here's my guest list I'm just like yeah I'm gonna invite like all my cool acquaintances who I think might be into this but here's the thing I think the problem with that too is that like I think people are also numb to their invitations yeah definitely you know and can I think, be can be yeah and if, you, if you're able to have a direct conversation with somebody and say like hey I got the show coming up I think you're much more likely to get them to come yeah, maybe. That's um, a good point. So, yeah, so it's it's cuz I I don't have any friends that come to my improv. I what about d- me? You're my wife, baby, <laughs> and you're I'm also a friend. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's I really like 
I don't think my oldest friend Brian has ever come to a show. How old is he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> ha, jokes. You keep that comedy to me, Mrs. Uh, no, but my, my friends that I've had since college, I've had over 10 years. You know, he's never seen me do a single show. Um, well, I, Brian, I mean, what, what gives, man? No, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just an example. Like, I mean, I, the, like, I never have somebody... In the last in the last year, I haven't had a single person come to the show just because they're friends with me. Um, but but I would say several have come because they are friends with me. Yes, <laughs> and this is a hundred percent true. Um, but I think that's on me. Mm-hmm. Like that's on me for not putting my friends under pressure to come and saying like, "Hey, it would mean a lot to me if you came to see my show." Yeah. Like I don't. I actively don't do that, and it's to my own detriment. But I'm really, I'm really bad at that too with my with my shows and it's it's some kind of like lack of confidence thing where I'm always afraid like I don't like what if like the one night they come I, I get really shit or like what you know it's right. I that's well, what it is for me I don't think that's the case for you I think definitely. you always know that you're great which you are and I don't think you ever doubt that you will be great so I don't know why you wouldn't be inviting more people no it's very true I do have a ridiculous level of confidence where I'm like well I'm always gonna be brilliant yeah and, um, you, and you are and it's true you. but it's great <laughs> Like, I just would not have th- that confidence. Just because I'm always like, anything can happen. It's live. Like, who knows? Like, maybe I'll, like, just get my period on stage that night. <laughs> um, that I, is a fear that I have. Do you just wear, like, a, ta- a, a tamp pad every time you're... No, I don't. What is, I is, never I, wear I pads. Know, I know the actual, like, term is sanitary towel, but I feel like I, that's awful. No, I mean, you, a pad. A pad. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think it's partially because I just don't feel like... Putting people under that pressure. I don't like putting someone under the pressure of like having to go if they don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's true because your friends all know that you do this and that they can. Come they should when they fucking want to. know at this point. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. they can come if they want to. But so, and the other thing as well is that like I don't, and this is the reason why I don't like organi- organizing birthday parties or anything like that. And I also don't like other people organizing birthday parties for me. Just, I know. Just to I'm put not that going to. But what if we no no no? Okay, so I was but actually going like, to ask you this question. Now I'm going to ask you this on the podcast. All right, let me. Finish my point first. Though. Okay, right. well, remember I have the, a really re- the reason why I, the reason why I don't organize those things is because I don't want to invite a bunch of people and then have the disappointment of only like two people showing up. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I think that would be more devastating to me than just not having one or having a bunch of them there and doing a shitty show. Like ah, uh, you know, okay, or, any, or anything else. That that's that's my worst case scenario. Inviting a bunch of people, people and then finding out like oh my friends don't like me all that much. Yeah. Where so I don't put I don't put them under pressure and then I don't expect them to come. Oh. So yeah, that's my, so. What was your thing of the question you're gonna ask me? Well, our birthdays are really close to each other. So like, what if we? And I'm not even saying to do this this year, but like, what if at some point in our lives, like say when I'm was turning like 37 and you're turning 43 because we were it's too late to do it for 30. We had like a combined. 40th birthday party <laughs> in, like, in like the middle of November. If we still have friends when I'm that age, <laughs> sure. Uh, no, but even even if it was not for an age where it averages out to a monumental one, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't, like, not this year. I feel like it's it's too too late to even think about it. Not in really. In September? Yeah, I guess away. not. Well, fine. I mean, wh- any time. Would you want to have a combined birthday party with me? Yes, but know that none of my friends are going to come, or very few of them will. Mm-hmm. So it would only be mutual friends, so the people that hang out with the two of us, mm-hmm. of my friends that will come. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but who are your friends that that aren't that I'm not at least like friendly with besides Brian, the oldest friend who I still have yet to meet. But like most of your friends, like I am friendly with or friends with as well. Yeah, but like how like uh, like say for example, me and you don't hang out with Shane randomly. Like Shane no. from my Kill, Kill the Monster group. Like me and you don't hang out with him like just like on a random night, like the way me and you would with our friends Tom and Maria. Right. Like, you know, so I... So you're just saying don't expect Shane to come. Well, I'm saying like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, pretty much. Hello, Shane. Is this the second time Shane's, we mentioned Shane by name on this podcast? Shane's, which Shane's a bad example though, because Shane loves a good party. So he probably would come if he knew enough people yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm just, this is a weird side tangent about like, I'm no <laughs> friends, but it is, it is why I feel like I don't have a lot of close friends. Because I, I, you I, feel like there's not enough people you can count on to come to. There's, yeah, there's not a lot of people that I could call in the middle of the night if I needed help mm-hmm. that I'd feel comfortable doing that with. And there's not a lot of people who would actually come to a show. Um, and I, I base that on how close of a friend I am with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so, cause I've said to you before, I don't think I have a lot of friends and you were like poo pooing and that. You're like, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's crazy. But I, that's, that's why I think that's the case. I don't, I feel like I don't have a close friend network of more than like a handful of people. And even then that's not even like the has a hand has been chewed off by like a finger or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. No, I like I, I. You have very close friends, and you have friends that you've had for your whole life. Well, yeah, and though, but those people, I mean, like, yeah, I do have a good network of friends here as well. But like, my closest, closest friends are Back in home. New York, yeah, yeah. or Pennsylvania, Beaky. Um, She's but, not listening to this. She has listened. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has listened because she. That's she why. Was... That's why she's frightened of me. Oh. <laughs> See, well, I was nice, bit. wasn't I? I was not. I was nice, Becky. I oh, was. I God. didn't say anything. <laughs> he didn't bring up politics. I didn't bring up politics. I was, yeah. I was a very good boy. Yeah. Uh, Unlike some people I know, <coughs> Barrett hypes. Yeah, he's not gonna listen to this, but Anthony can scold him on <laughs> number half. Uh, so, okay, I got another question I wanted to ask you. I, I had a topic. I had two topics. I've forgotten one of them. I had, t- I had two predisposed topics. I, I have one, one in my mind, too, but we'll just go with yours first. Okay, we'll, we'll go with mine. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be married to comics? Um, because uh, I have an unusual job. Are you quoting someone? No, I would never. <laughs> um, I, you know, I have an unusual job. Um, I, I write comic books and I work at a comic book studio as mm-hmm. a PA. And so I'm, I work very less hours outside of the house, uh, than a lot of people, but I work a lot of hours at home mm-hmm. and I do weird things like conventions on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, did you imagine settling down with somebody who would have an unusual job like mine? Absolutely. Yeah, I can't imagine. Of course. Could you, could you have seen yourself settling down with someone who did a nine-to-five job? I, yeah, I could, have, I could have seen that too. Right. But, um, but also, like, I would have always, I think, would have preferred to be with someone who was some kind of artist or writer or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Green doesn't have a nine-to-five job, right, does get, he? Get, get off his dick. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the reason why I bring it up is because we are like a, a husband and wife podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm Aaron Fever. I'm, I'm Danica McKellen. <laughs> Danica McKellen. <laughs> She's the one from the Wonder Years, right? I think it's McKellar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm a different one. You're a different, you're yeah. a different Danica. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Danicas out there. Yeah. Um, 
But like we are one of my podcast, so I suppose you know it's not a, it wouldn't be a bad thing if we talked a little bit about what it's yeah. like to be married. Well, first of all, I'm not married to comics, and I think that's a really uh, stupid thing to say. I know, but because I knew you thought it was stupid, I enjoyed saying it to you. Sometimes I like to give Darcy hate fuel because I know she enjoys hating things. Sometimes <laughs> that was the other topic I was going to bring up. It was uh, about hate fuel. Um, wait, so so yeah, no, I like. I don't have it right now. I mean, times in our relationship I have, but I don't have a normal nine to five job right now either. So, so how so how do you feel that affects things in both positive and negative ways? Give me give me your ideas of how it's like good, but how it's also a bit shitty. Not shitty, but like hmm. awkward. Okay, well, in a positive way, like even though I'm personally not into comics, I think it's it's a really interesting thing that you do and I think it's I like because you're not even in, you're you don't like reading comics it's not something that you would do naturally no but it's but it's also not like this is like you may say you saying I don't like traveling it's not that I oh uh, we, we didn't have that argument on podcast <laughs> no, we? No. we had like the longest <laughs> dumbest argument this week um but but it's not like because just the way you said that too felt like the same kind of like accusation I was getting about <laughs> not liking traveling just because it's something that I don't, like... It's not, but it's not... It wouldn't be your first instinct. Your no. first instinct wouldn't be go like, oh, I should go pick up a comic book to read. No, if it wasn't for you, I would have never read a comic. And your friend Amanda before me. That's true. And Amanda. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Amanda Spitzna. Spitzna. Um, so, so yeah. So, so, that's... Is that, like, a thing of, like, oh, here's an interesting thing that I can get to know? Yeah. Uh, or is that more of a, like, oh, I, I still don't fully get this? Well, there, I think can't both of those things be true? Like, well, can, uh, like I I'm, think it's both. Like, this is yeah. an interesting to know, a thing to know, and I still don't fully get this, and I don't think I'll ever have the passion for it that you do. Right. But that's fine. It's the same kind of thing with wrestling. I would never have watched <laughs> wrestling. But you see me now. I'm still not into it the way you are, but I'm interested, and I can have fun with it, and I can be engaged with it. So yeah. it's the same thing with comics. Well, you're, you're with wrestling, you have found... You, I think, know what parts of it do interest you. Yeah, and yeah. And that's helpful, because then I can, like, not bore you with the things that I know don't interest you. Yeah. Because you're more about characters and, like, you know, interesting stories or, like, whatever kind of, like, that yeah. sort of stuff, like, someone can come up with. Right. So I, I'll amuse you with, like, a, oh, here's a weird story. Like, oh, for example, um, so we were watching the women's tournament, uh, the Mae Young Classic, and Darcy wasn't watching the matches, but she was enjoying the entrances yeah, of the characters. that's all I really enjoyed. Like, yeah. the matches, but the entrances are great. Yeah, and, like, the little videos in between and where they're talking yeah. about stuff. So the, the character parts, yeah. you know, and there's so much of the characters I in the I love Kyrie Sane. And Kyrie Sane. So we watched a little bit, and you saw... Remember when Kyrie and did And, like, Tony big, Storm, too. Yes. Um, and Kyrie did a dive... Actually, probably with the match with Tony Storm. She did a dive to the outside... And she, like, whacked her face off the steel grate. Yeah. Because she fucked it up. So I found out afterwards, I just found it out today, she got a concussion from that. <gasps> oh, my God. So, because I was wondering, like, for the rest of the match, she seemed a bit, like, kind of slow and stuff like that. And it was because oh, apparently, she, like, she had a concussion and was just about lucid for what was going on. Oh, my God. But 
but is she going to be okay? She's fine. Like, okay. she, she, she's, she's fine. I mean, most wrestlers can get over a cushion in a couple of weeks. Like, okay, you know, it's so. not like a Daniel Bryan situation. Uh, no. That I'm wasn't pr- a concussion anyway, though, right? That well, he, he had multiple concussions. Right, okay. And they thought it was bad, but, like, he's done a bunch of tests, and it actually looks like he's fine. Okay. Uh, and we won't bore people with that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so but so basically, what I'm what I'm trying to get at with the, with this with this question about yeah. being a comic wife um, <laughs> is kind of like, what are the things that like, like oh, this is like you know uh, a downside to it, and what are the things of like oh, this is exciting. So you said like, you know, oh, it's nice that there's something interesting that you're doing or whatever. So that's an exciting part of it. Uh Uh-huh. And also I have to say like that the people, like we were saying before, like I feel like the people in that community are really great. Like all of your friends and colleagues in that community are just generally seem to be very cool people. Yeah. Creative, thoughtful, nice people. Well, we've we've got our Dungeons & Dragons group off the back of it Exactly! Like, that's what I was, like, looking around being like, wait, everyone here is in comics except for... Keith is not in comics. Uh, Keith Keith is not in comics. And Dem is is not in comics, I don't think. She's a very good artist. Right. But she's into comics. And I would imagine that Keith is into comics Excuse me, I apologize profusely. Dem uh, wrote a hundred times with... Uh, Katie. Oh, so she so, is. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she 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 does stuff. And Keith, I would imagine, even if, if he's not creating, he's a fan. I'm the only. Oh, he's, he's one. Who's no, like, actually no. Because remember, we had a conversation. He's not. Oh, he's not. He's, he's okay. also like, I don't get it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, I wonder, like, would would it be a lot easier for you if you were a super fan and were like, oh, I love comics so much. This is so fascinating. Or do you think, to a certain extent, it, it's helpful? for the relationship that these are different interests that we have. Well, yeah, because I think it's good to have some different interests, like Mm. not be up each other's assholes all the time. (laughs) 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 Yeah, because you were like, you were... uh... What's it like to be the husband of a freelance private English tutor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the hours could be better. Well, yeah, that's a thing too. That's that's something that I was gonna bring up too. But but here's the thing, and I've actually been saying this to people a lot recently as we're still recovering from jet lag nearly uh. two weeks later, is that I think you and I are both, and maybe I've because I've always been this way, and I think I've taken it upon myself more to curb it in my life, and because I've had to more than you have, but we're both kind of naturally nocturnal people very much so and so so yeah there's a part of me actually i was talking to my therapist about this there's a part of me that actually envies that you are like fully following your dreams right now and like really pursuing something artistic you know and i love it and i respect it and i envy it a little bit too because um not that i don't love teaching i do but that's you know i'm studying to become a psychotherapist and that's not the same as well in a funny way you're being dragged in three different directions yeah which is, which is tough that's true and, that, and that's the hardest thing yeah i, I think uh, actually you're right yeah that I've, is what's hard i've meant i've mentally benefited from focusing on one one area uh because i when i used to work my day job and then do like you know stuff on the sides uh, it was very draining for me because I felt like I'm killing time in this day yeah. job 
and when I could be doing the stuff that I enjoy more. Right. And so while now, you know, I'm focusing on comics, I do a little bit of performance on the side too, but they're both things that I, I both enjoy doing. But I enjoy, like, I enjoy everything that I'm doing too. So the three directions I'd be being pulled into right now is studying a master's in psychotherapy yeah. for, you know, what I think is a future career goal, what I think. Then there's <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, teaching English, which I do to make money. And I really like that too. And like, you know, like, I, I love my students. That's the thing. I really do. And then there's acting, which like I do on the side. It would be amazing to get paid for it, but that doesn't really happen happen very often no so yeah but you're but you're it's it's lucky in the sense because all three things are things that one person could do for the rest of their lives i mean like you could just concentrate on being an actress for the rest of your life and, and try and only do that or you could just be an english teacher for the rest of your life and that would be perfectly good trade to be in as well and then like you know like you said you're training to be a therapist and like that's obviously a thing that you'd enjoy being for the rest of your life and so, like, you kind of have three options that are very different from each other. Like, very uh, see, different. See, th- I don't think they are, though. I think they're all related in, in well, some we, way. We were talking, like, earlier today, I think, actually, or was it yesterday, about how similar a lot of therapy stuff oh, is to yeah. acting games and acting yeah. workshop stuff. Totally. And also, even, like, because I've taught in classrooms, and I feel like you, anyone who's a teacher knows, like, you use your drama skills or your performance skills to teach in a classroom. And like a lot of times for me, planning a lesson felt like creating like a performance, like a small play. So there's definitely that. And then the one-on-one teaching, which is what I mostly do now, that's a lot of it is a lot of my students have a very high level of English and they just want to speak. They just want to converse. So that sometimes can feel not like they're using me as a therapist, but it's just kind of connecting with someone and getting to that level where they want to speak with you and that they speak a lot and they start to express themselves in another language. And I suppose you have to be turned on, not in a sexual way, but in like a mental way. But it is very sexual for me. (laughs) (laughs) But like you have to be, because I talk about this a lot because you think I'm an extrovert. No, I actually think that we're kind of similar in how we are in this game. Well, go on. What were you going to say? Okay, because you, but you, 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 you think I'm an extrovert because you think that, like, my interaction with people and stuff like that is, like, you know, a positive thing. But I, I've talked to you a few times about how, like, being turned on socially I'm being able to go like, you know, hey everybody, yeah, like I'm I'm a good person to interact with. <laughs> yeah. I'm a good person to interact with. I'm fully engaged in our conversation yeah. and I'm going to keep the level of converse up and enjoyable and, and good. Yeah. And be positive and, and, and friendly and all that. Because you're stuff. very good at doing that. I'm very good at doing that. Yes. But it also that is something that I find incredibly draining after a while. So like, me too, though. I feel like I can be good at doing that, too. But yeah. it's very, very draining for me. And I'm I'm less... Like like I said, I can be good at doing that. But there are a lot of times where I just don't. Well, you... you I was surprised when you first told me that you're actually quite shy. Oh, my God, yeah. And that you, like, kind of dread meeting new people when, like, I bring you to, like, some friends of mine and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that... Well, it's not, it's not that I dread meeting new people. It's it's not a dread. It's it's more of, like, a nervousness. It's not right. like, oh, I don't want to fucking meet people. It's, like... Well, no, It's but, more but, of a, yeah. a nervousness, yeah. yeah. And, like, I was I was very surprised with that because, like, my... Because you, I think you, we were, like, a year together before you actually even told me that. Oh, yeah. I said this to you recently. I think I just said this to you, like, this summer. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Possibly, or maybe a little bit earlier. But, 
Like, yeah, we were together. We were married probably at that yeah. point when you told me. And I was very surprised with that because you seemed very good mm. at interacting with people. And it's actually one of the things that I praised you about very early on in our relationship. Little that did was, you know little that was know. not the real me. But like, yeah, I thought it was great that like I could bring you to a bunch of my friends and I never had to worry about like oh is Darcy okay mm-hmm. like, well you still don't because I'm a grown wa- grown wuff because I'm a grown up like you don't have to worry well, about me I've, I've been in relationships before when I've had to yeah. I've, I've had to like oh shit I've left them on their own for five minutes Oh, like, well, no, oh, I mean, I gotta go back of course sure you don't have right. to of course you don't have to worry about me like that but but yeah like it is, but he, but I see, I was worried too when we first started dating that you were going to be someone who was like, oh, always got to like go somewhere, do something, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh no, like no, I just want to like. <laughs> I just want to sit and watch Netflix all the time. Yeah, see, and so do I. So that's good. We're, we're getting short on time, but I do want you to ask me the other question. You said you had two I, questions. Yeah, but I couldn't remember the other one. Remember, I oh. told you I couldn't remember the other one. Oh. So you said you had one, though, right? Or did you ask me that one? No, no, I didn't have a question for you. I just had a, a general statement, but I don't I don't think it really even seems uh, worth it anymore. Oh, no, we got, like, a good five minutes, or whatever. Uh, well, I was just talking about how, because today um, I had dinner with my friend Ellen before we saw your improv show, which is great. Kill hello, Ellen. amazing. And hello, Ellen, because uh, she probably is listening. Um, and so I was, like, waiting for her for a couple minutes because I was there early, and I was just reading reviews of Mother, sorry, Mother, nonstop. Mother, um, the musical. And just thinking about how, because you were talking about feeding my hate, like, I want to see it so badly because I want to hate it so badly. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm really going to like it. And that scares me. And I don't want to like it, but I, I feel like I'm going to like it. And I, I don't want to. I, I, don't, I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Uh, I don't think I will either. <laughs> Um, I think it, it, I get the impression that the, the trailer for it is misleading um, so I think it's hard to say exactly what it is I have a vibe in my head of what I think it is but yeah it's um, I you get that more than I do get um, what that I want to see something just to hate it just to hate it yeah, yeah you I get do. that more than it's I do sick. and sometimes I don't always understand it because <laughs> it's because I want to because if I want to be able to talk about it that's why and you can't I can't talk about it if I haven't seen it yeah see I, I guess my my stance from it is, is that like because that happens a lot within nerdy culture mm-hmm. of like the big you know like S- Superman movie came out that summer and you have to go see it just because, you, well, you got to go see it because, like, everyone will have seen it and you can't be the only person who didn't go see it. Oh, no. And but it's not like that for me. I would never see a Superman movie. I wouldn't... I don't want to see something just because everyone's seeing it. I want to see something because I feel like I have something invested in it. In this case, I have... I have Your st- hatred uh, of Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, well, not just Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> also Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. So the two of them. And then the coupledom that is the two of them. So, like, yeah. I... Yeah, like I, I have something invested in it. I feel like we'll hear about their conscious decoupling soon. Because <laughs> we watched the, we watched an interview with her, uh, like ta- talking about the movie. Yeah. Well, I say you, we watched it. You watched most of it. And I kind of came in and out yeah. a couple of points. But she seemed like not thrilled. No, I don't think she was not thrilled. I think she had serious face on. Like I think she was like, well, now I'm like super serious. Because I was in a Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just feel like she wants to have more fun than she's having. I don't know. I think maybe she wants to be, like, a super serious artist. <sighs> well, that's, but I feel like that's a phase. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like, and that's the phase we all go through. She's like, what age is she? She's, you always know. I do. I always know. She's 27. She, she turned 27 in August. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, no, this is, this is the start of when I went crazy. So, I went crazy <laughs> around 27 um, until I hit 30. Because the panic of 30 looming started oh hitting for me at 27. See, but for me, the panic of 30 looming has been on my mind since I was about 14. Right. But the closer you get to it, you gotta, you got to admit that it's going to get stronger, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, for me, I, I definitely had like a quarter life crisis. Um, when you say you went crazy, what did that entail? Um, I started questioning everything and being really dissatisfied with a lot of my life. Uh, it's like I, I went through a kind of, I went through a bit of a depression around that age. Um, I always feel a little bit nervous saying that, the, the word depression, because like I know there's the difference between feeling depressed and being clinically mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I felt very depressed for quite a long period of that. And um, I thought that like basically I'd fucked up my life. Oof. Yeah. And so I thought like, oh, I'm not where I wanted to be. It doesn't look like I'm going to be where I want to be for a while, at least. Like, I've fucked everything up and I've kind of failed. Because you're going to get into the end of your 20s. And I think there's that <laughs> weird social feeling of, oh, like, now you're a proper adult soon. <laughs> I know. I actually, yeah, I feel, like, bad that I'm, like, like throwing this on you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a weird thing. I think you're in a great position. You're in a million times better position than I was at that age. Yeah, right. You are. Like, you have... You're qualified for a solid job that you can do anywhere in the world, right? Mm. Solid paying job that you can do anywhere in the world. You're about to be qualified. You're trying to be qualified for a second, completely different career choice. Okay, but you say solid paying, like... <laughs> EFL, you make, you make a reasonable amount per hour than I've ever made. You made more than I've ever made in an hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's positive. <laughs> Uh, but again, you can just stick up bricks and run to Australia or New Zealand or, well, I don't want to pick those two countries right beside each other, but you can go to Japan, you can go to yeah, Russia. Yeah, but also, I'm not going to do that because the circumstances of my life are also that I'm married to you and I live in Ireland. No, So none of, none of that is is going to happen. But what I'm saying is, is that you have, you have the options available to you. I was in a position at that, that age where I wasn't qualified to do any job. Like, any job I wasn't qualified for. I had no qualifications at all. And I had done three years of college, and I had no qualifications because I didn't get my fucking, like, degree. Mm-hmm. And I also was, oh, it was only for a degree in television production. That does not mean you're qualified to, to produce TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd worked in retail for nine years of my life. I had worked in a customer service, call center customer service for another eight years of my life. Uh, and so, like, I had nothing going for me. All my jobs available to me were, like, minimum wage jobs. Yeah. And I was about to be a grown-ass man. hmm And I wasn't doing anything that I wanted to do because I wasn't working in, like, television or film. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, uh, doing, like, performance, like, every week at a, on a big stage. Like, I wasn't doing anything. And so, like, I looked at that and I'm like, fuck. You have... A qualification for a good job, like a, a nice job, a non-minimum wage job, uh, you're about to be qualified for a second completely different career. 
Um, you're also like you do have qualifications from a very good performance school. Um, and yeah, but that don't mean shit. Am I right, people? <laughs> well, yeah, tell me about it. But at least you have it. And, you know, as well as that, like, you are getting stage time, like, at nice theatres and stuff here. I mean, you can show that I've been in, like, you know, the... The fucking name of the theatre. Smock Alley. Smock Alley Theatre. And go to a legit audition, and they won't laugh you out of the room. They'll go, they, they will say, like, oh, she's performed at Smock Alley a bunch of times, and she's performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And like, okay, she has experience. <laughs> I had a dream last night that I auditioned for a Japanese film. And they to- they said that my acting was great, but that I was too tough for the part. <laughs> and I knew that tough was a euphemism for fat. Baby, well, nobody could level that at you in real life. <laughs> Only in, in your they, head. In the dream, they did. And then what was worse about it is that I was going around to everybody being like, can you believe this? Can you believe this? And everyone was just like, yeah, well, yeah, I, I believe it. Like, that's the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I I we there was a there was some article I want to show you that Amber Amber Tamblyn wrote. Oh, I was yeah yeah Were I was just reading it. I was just reading. I was gonna tell you I was reading it. Then I was like, he's probably already read it. Yeah, like uh, before when I was on the couch when I couldn't take off my coat because I was too tired. Oh, it's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> and you can tell me all about that article, and I'll, I'll I'll try and link to it in the description for this podcast. Yeah, it's the one where she was like, I'm 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 tired, tired of, of not being believed. Yeah yeah. 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 So uh so yeah so guys that's some reading for you to do. That's some homework. Um, you can you make sure you read that before our next podcast. We won't be around next week because I will be a thought bubble in oh, that's Leeds. Right, and then the week after, hopefully, we'll have Brittany. We'll have we'll have our special guest uh, yeah. and, and Noels, and we can talk about how she got that nickname. Yeah, let's uh, see if she even I remember how. I, don't know I know if she you remember. Uh, but yeah, so if you listen to this podcast and you live in England, or if you're just going to thought bubble yourself, um, please come over to my table at in the Comicsology Marquee. Uh, table 144A because I'm sharing a table with somebody else so he's B <laughs> uh, but yeah come on I've got like six different comic titles on sale and you can buy them all from me and read my stuff and then feel a little bit sorry for me oh, afterwards 144 is a great number that's a great square number it's 12 times 12 isn't it um, yeah you're such a math nerd alright goodbye everybody bye